Well, Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to episode number eight of The Story Behind the Tunes. My name is Calvin Volrath. I'm a fiddle player from St. Paul, Alberta, Canada, and I'm having a blast telling the story of my tunes. I got near 800 tunes now that I've written in the last 45, 50 years, something like that. And they all got stories, and I'm telling you the stories on this weekly podcast. Sit back for the next 45 or 50 minutes, and enjoy. You're listening to Joe DeLand. everybody here we are in 2021 2020's gone looking in the rear view mirror and uh hey well it was all hope for uh good news in 2021 you know uh because it's a new year this opening tune joe delan you're probably all wondering who the heck is joe delan well i didn't know who joe delan was but i heard his name lots i married into a french family in saint paul alberta the labrie family Rhea Labrie is my wife, and New Year's Day was always a big, big celebration, and uh, uh, it was music and dancing, and we'd get together at Uncle Edmo's, Manonk Edmo's place, Rhea's uncle, and that was a big party. We'd have a big supper, and I'd get out the fiddle, and maybe Trent Bruner would be there to play piano, and uh, Ray St. Germain on guitar, my good buddy from Edmonton. And it was music and dancing all night long and lots of laughs and uh, just a great, great celebration. And everybody was always talking about Joe DeLand, Joe DeLand. Well, I don't know who the heck Joe DeLand is, but I figured he had to be somebody pretty special in their life. Um, And so uh, after many, many years, I wrote Joe DeLand a tune. And I played it for everybody, and uh, around Christmas time there, I said, hey, I wrote a tune for Joe DeLand. They go, who's Joe DeLand? Well, I don't know. I said, you guys always talk about him at New Year's all the time, Joe Delan. Well, they laughed. They said, you said, Jure Delan, Jure Delan, which they're saying it always sounded like Joe Delan to me. And that is, in French, I guess that's the first day of the year, New Year's Day. That's just their, That's just what they say, Joe Delan. So, <laughs> I, Joe, well, that's a pretty special day. 
and uh, I always thought it was a fella by the name of Joe. It was released on an album in 2013 called Super Califidalistic, and you can get that on CD or digital download from uh, calvinvolrath.com. I'm playing all the instruments on there, and at one point there you hear the big old low-sounding, well, it's uh, almost a cello, but it's called an octave fiddle. It's where you put uh, uh, strings that are just bigger than a regular fiddle string and knocks everything down one octave, and that was lots of fun. That's a that's a happy new year tune. Happy new year, everybody. H- happy new year, Joe. Back in the 1990s, I was living in Edmonton, and I used to go down oh, every, I think it was Thursday night, the Wild Rose Old Time Fiddlers Association used to have their weekly jam session at uh, oh, various different community halls, and and I'd go every Thursday night, always had a blast playing the, the old tunes with all the fiddlers, and, and there was a gentleman there that he was, he was the bass player. His name was Glenn Knott. And Glenn worked with uh, the Hitachi Computer Company in Edmonton. And he originally came from uh, around uh, Exeter, Ontario, or something like that, I believe, and grew up with music all his life, played with some fiddle players back in Ontario. And so when he moved out to Alberta, he looked for some fiddlers and found the Wild Rose Fiddlers Association. And we became good friends, and Glenn played lots with me. I hired him lots to play some dances and some of my concerts. We had We had great, great times, and... Sadly, Glenn passed away just a few years ago, but we were playing at a dance at the Athlone Community Hall for the Prairie Schooner Dance Club. Well, there at the dance that evening, a new tune popped into my old noggin there, and it was a jig tune, a little bit of a crooked one at that, and I wanted to name it after Glenn. I thought, what could I call this? I didn't know Glenn's middle name, but I knew his uh, middle name started with an E. So this is simply called Glenny's Knot.
Hickory Dickory Dock. Glenn, hey, there you go. Thanks so much, Glenn, for uh, the inspiration, and we miss you dearly. I know they got a good bass player up there in the big uh, band up in the sky. That was released on an album in 1998 called Thanks to Emma. Uh, Thanks to Emma was uh, 1998 was the 10th year of the Emma Lake Fiddle Camp. So that's where the title of that CD come from. Trent Bruner was playing the piano, and I'm playing all the rest of the instruments on there. You can get that at uh, calvinvolrath.com as a digital download as the CD is no longer available. Back in 2015, I was so thrilled. It was the first time I got hired to play for the Celtic Colors uh, Festival in Cape Britain. And what a great festival this is. It happens all over the island. Uh, it's I think it's 10 days or 14 days or something. And there's, there's music happening in, in many, many communities every day and every night. And they bring artists from all over the world. It is a great festival. If you've never been there, you got to get to it. It is just absolutely special. But just know that when they put their tickets out for sale in June, I think it is when when they announce who's going to be there that year, the tickets sell fast. You got to get your tickets well, well in advance. You're not going to get to Cape Breton and think you're going to get into a show. That it just ain't going to happen. Well, uh, we played there. It was October 2015. And on the first show that we were doing, we were at a, uh, we were playing at a concert in Escasoni and uh, for Wilfred Prosper. It was a tribute uh, concert uh, to Wilfred Prosper, who was a, a fiddle player from the area. He had passed away many years before. Well, on the way there, we were driving by the lake, uh, called uh, the the Bredore Lake, beautiful, just absolutely beautiful and stunning, and and I get inspired by people, I get inspired by stories, I get inspired by anything. And as we drove down the shores of this lake, I had this waltz going through my head, and by the time we got to Escasoni, I was able to play it. This is called the Shores of Bredore.
there we go, the Shores of Bredor. Hey, that uh, Celtic Color Festival, it, it happens in uh, October every year, usually starts around the thank, the Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. Be sure to check that out. Uh, the, the Shores of Bredor was released on an album called TGIF, thank God it's fiddle, uh, in 2016. That's Jeremy Russo playing the beautiful piano on there. I'm playing the rest of the instruments. You can get that at calvinvolrath.com as a CD or as an MP3 digital download. This one here could be a long story. Sit back. You know, back in the 90s, I was uh, living all alone. And that's where the word lonely come from, I think. Well, you know what? Uh, I didn't really like the idea of that so much. So one day I decided I needed to find me a friend. So I hopped in my car. I was living on the east end of Edmonton. And uh, there's a great big shopping mall in Edmonton called the West Edmonton, West Edmonton Mall. I thought, I'm going to hop in my car and I'm going to West Edmonton Mall. And I go, that's going to be lots of people there. I'm, this is going to be the place for me to find a friend for sure. So I pulled up to the mall and I walked in the door. And the first store that I seen when I walked in, I looked to my right and there was a, there was a little black kitten looking at me through the window. There's a pet store. And I looked at that kitten. Well, he was looking at me, and he was smiling. He was just tiny, fitting the palm of your hand, I think. I looked at him, and it was like he was talking to me. He was. I thought, well, could this be? Is this, is this the friend I'm looking for? So, okay, I decided I better walk into that uh, pet store and see what's going on. And so I, I, I kind of had the. If I had walked in, and by the time I got back to over where that little kitten was. If he was on that other side waiting for me over there, this would be meant to be. Well, by the time I got to that kitten now on the other side, he was standing up on that side like he was expecting me to arrive. Well, I couldn't believe it. He was meowing. and So I picked him up. I reached down and picked him up, and I looked at him, and I nuzzled him in my, into my neck. Well, he started to purr right away. <laughs> I think I did, too. Well, I thought, oh my goodness, I held him back and I looked him in the eye and he just looked so happy. And I said, you look like a Clifford. And I'm not sure why I said that because I never seen a Clifford look like that in my life. But I named him Clifford and I thought, I, I think this is it. I was, it was meant to be. Well, away we go. We walked over to the till and I popped down my money for him and, and uh, put him in the car and away we went home. We went, got him home to my place and Oh, he was just a tiny little black cat, and uh, you know what? He would uh, he would follow me around the house, and you know, being a traveling musician, I mean, I like dogs and all all that, and we grew up for some time on the farm, so we always had dogs, and I love dogs, and but I knew being a traveling musician, I couldn't have a dog. You know, you can't leave a dog alone for too long, and uh, not that I was ever gone for too long. I might be gone for seven days sometimes, and. And, uh, you, you know, you could leave your cat, uh, you leave them their food and their, and their tray to do their business in, and they're pretty happy and content to be alone. And anyways, uh, uh, Clifford, he'd followed me around the house and, and it was just really seemed like in no time at all in a, in a few, few short months, maybe three or four months or something like that. He was a great big, long black cat and he, his tail was just as long as he was. 
and it, it, his coat was so shiny and and he was so friendly i'd go up to bed he'd climb up the stairs and he'd jump on the bed and sleep with me and in the morning i'd get up he'd still be lazy and i'd make the coffee and then i'd sit down on the couch and i'd holler clifford clifford well pretty soon you'd hear a little jump off the bed and you'd see him at the top of the stairs he'd kind of look at you and meow and have a big stretch and then start walking down the stairs his front legs would go down about three steps before his back ones ever got on it seemed like it took him a week to get down the stairs he was just so content and he'd come over and sit beside me on the couch and we'd watch uh young and the restless and uh and in the evenings we'd watch the hockey games and just a great, great cat. He'd follow me around all over the place. And, and I know that, uh, you know, uh, people told me, said, hey, if you're going to get yourself a cat, you make sure that you don't let him out of the house too soon. You know, don't open the front door and let him out because he could just run away and he needs to get to know where his home is. And so I really kept Clifford in the house, you know, uh, for almost a year. Well, uh, one day I decided he must know that this is his home now and it's time for him to maybe discover the the outside air. So I opened the front door and I said, Clifford, come on over here. He looked at me like, like really? You think so? Yeah. I said, yeah, come on over here, Clifford. So geez, he comes to the door and kind of sniffed the air a little bit. And he thought, hey, this is kind of fun. And he walked out onto the, out and out into the front step, a little bit nervous, I think. And uh, there's a bunch of kids in our neighborhood there. And they seen this great big black cat standing on my doorstep. And, well, curious as kids can be, they kind of walked up to the step there and they wanted to see this. And I said, his name's, uh, his name's Clifford. And they said, well, can we pet him? I well, yeah, go ahead. And so the one little guy there, he reached out his hand very slowly and gingerly. He didn't want to upset Clifford. And well, as soon as his hand touched Clifford's back there, Clifford just buckled. He fell down and he just loved that. He wanted to get petted and and get his belly rubbed and oh yeah he was just in heaven and well pretty soon all the other kids they seen that Clifford was a nice cat and they were over playing with Clifford and they'd you know in in the days and the weeks and months to come there they would drag Clifford by the tail through the mud and Clifford he didn't bother it didn't matter to him he was just having fun being with all the kids and that whole neighborhood became known as Clifford's Kingdom and one of the kids nicknamed him Cool Cat Clifford. And I thought, hey, that's going to be a good, good title for a tune one day. Sometimes the title comes before the tune. Well, in 1990, I think it was maybe 1996 or 1997, just around Christmas time, I let Clifford out of the house for a little bit. And it turned out to be a very, very sad day in my life. Poor Clifford, he got hit by a car, and I lost Clifford. It was so sad, and especially around Christmas time. Well, you know, uh, in between Christmas and New Year's that year, we were in the recording studio recording my album called Tamaracker Down with all my buddies, and uh, I had, oh, I don't know, 18, 19, 20 new tunes or something to record. And in the two days we were there, we recorded all the tunes and we finished up the last tune and everybody was packing up their instruments. And I thought, oh, hey, it's too bad I don't have a tune for Clifford on uh, this album. I should be paying homage to Clifford on this album. All the all the guys in the band there, they all knew Clifford because they'd be over to the house to uh, watch some hockey games or whatever. So they all got to know Clifford and 
And they said, hey, well, do you think you can write a tune for Clifford right now? We'll sit and wait. Uh, No problem. Well, I said, okay, let me see what I can do. So everybody took their coat off and they poured themselves another coffee. And I grabbed my fiddle and I went into the... I went into the bathroom where I could have a little bit of privacy, and uh, I thought that, uh, well, I'm going to see if I can come up with something for Clifford. Well, the first thing, I I, I had a jig on the go here. I was really liking it. I thought, hey, this is a great jig, and uh, I went, well, no, no, hold it here. Cool Cat Clifford jig? No, 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 I uh, I don't think a jig is a Cool Cat Clifford kind of tune. So I thought, okay, something else. And Well, I started on this blue grassy hoedown thing, kind of a... Uh, boil the cabbage down kind of a thing and I was really liking it and I went, yeah 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 and then I went the uh, cool cat Clifford breakdown and I went no 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 Jesus that don't sound right at all uh, I needed something kind of I needed something kind of funky I needed something and you know you ever been sitting in the in the bathroom there and it kind of got a little bit funky well that's what happened here got a little bit funky I needed a funky groove and all of a sudden this melody came and I had it about five minutes later, I was ready to go, and I grabbed uh, grabbed my fiddle and went back out to the studio. I said, okay, boys, this one's in G. It's a little bit funky. Uh, uh, if anybody out there ever had a cat in their life that was uh, a good, good friend to you, uh, you might uh, relate to this. This is called Cool Cat Clifford.
Aha, there we go. The cool cat Clifford. Hey, thanks for the inspiration, Cliff. Miss you big time. That was recorded at Crowtown uh, Studios, uh, Bill Hobson Studio in Edmonton. That's Bill Hobson on the drums, Derek Stremmel playing the bass and the acoustic guitar, Richard Chernitsky playing the electric lead guitar, Trent Bruner is on the piano, and old Cal is playing the fiddle on that one. That is uh, recorded on an album called Tamarack or Down, which was released in 1997. And uh, it's uh, no longer available on CD, but you can get it as a digital download from CalvinVolrath.com. I moved up to St. Paul in 1998, and they had a I think they had just a nine-hole golf course at that time. And, and then they added nine more holes and uh, built a little community around those nine holes. And uh, that community, they call it Spring Creek. Well, in 2012, I wrote a tune for that community. This is called Spring Creek.
is Spring Creek. That's a cooking kind of a, I don't know if you call that a bluegrass kind of a tune. It's a, it's not a Don Messer kind of tune, that's for sure. Uh, you know, when I wrote that and uh, I thought, it would be wonderful to have a dobro player on this and didn't know a lot of dobro players in and around our area. Um, and that day, I mean, it was just crazy how, you know, how things work out. I was uh, looking on Facebook and this dobro player appeared on uh, Facebook via YouTube and he was playing, I think he was playing the Orange Blossom Special. And he was absolutely amazing, phenomenal. I had never heard of him. I seen the name said Greg Booth. And I thought, today I wanted to find a Dobro player. And there it appeared on my screen. So I go, I wonder where Greg Booth lives. Um, I, I Googled Greg Booth, Dobro. And I found a Greg Booth a Greg Booth in Anchorage, Alaska, and I found a contact for him. I sent him an email. I said, are you the Greg Booth that was uh, got an Orange Blossom special playing the Dobro? And he replied, yes, I am. Well, I kind of won the lottery that day. I said, hey, I, I, uh, I have a, a tune that uh, it needs some Dobro, and I'm wondering if you'd play on it. He said, I'd love to. So I sent him off the tune, and we were chatting about it uh, while he was up there, and I said, there's a couple other holes there that I'm going to find myself a mandolin player to uh, fill in those holes. And he said, hey, he said, I got one of the best mandolin players at my house here right now. His name is Frank Sullivan, and uh, he comes from the States, and uh, he said, he's great. He said, he would do a bang-up job. I went, hey, well, by all means, get get Frank to do that. I hadn't heard of Frank. Well, they both laid down their parts and sent them to me, and amazing 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 players so that's greg booth playing uh, the dobro on there and frank sullivan google up those boys and you'll see that they're well well respected players in the in the in the bluegrass and country music circles everywhere that is recorded on an album called spring creek that was released in 2012 and you can get that as cd or as a digital download from calvinvolrath.com Hey, lately each week here I try to uh, feature a tune for a family member uh, that I have and I've written a tune for and I've written tunes for all my family members, that's for sure and I have lots This week's tune is for my brother Brian uh, Brian is my oldest brother and Brian, he um, back in the day, uh, you know, when he was in high school and whatever, he was a dancer. He had learned how to uh, tap dance and did ballet and did all that. And he was a professional. He would he danced on the big shows at the Jubilee Auditorium, and he was a fine, fine dancer. He's retired now and uh, not dancing anymore. But uh, it, somehow, and I'm not exactly sure how it is, but he got the nickname the Big Kahuna, or just Kahuna. Well, so I thought, you know, I uh, when I wrote this tune, I imagined the days when Brian was tap dancing, and uh, uh, I could hear him tap dancing to this tune. Now, this is not really a clog, but uh, I called it Kahuna Clog.
<laughs> there we go. The Kahuna Clog. Brian, thank you so much for the inspiration. You know, when I, when I was in my studio recording that tune, you can hear, sounds like, well, it don't sound like somebody's uh, tap dancing, but what I did, I just put the mic down at my knees and I just slapped on my, uh, on my knees to mimic uh, somebody tap dancing. That was Trent Bruner playing the piano on there. Richard Chernisky was playing the electric lead guitar. Freddie Pelche was playing the acoustic lead guitar. And I was playing the rest of the instruments. You can find that on an album called Fiddling My Way uh, at calvinvolrath.com. Only as a digital download as the CD is no longer available. You know, some time ago, and I, I don't exactly remember what year it was. It might have been 2005, 2006. I met a great fiddle player. We were both teaching at the Montana Fiddle Camp in uh, Monarch, Montana. And I had heard of this fella for many, many years. He was the fella that, that started the, the fiddle tunes out in Port, Port Townsend, Washington. It's a huge, huge fiddle camp and probably the, the original fiddle camp that started all this uh, fiddle camp stuff. His name is Frank Farrell. Well, we met at the fiddle camp in uh, in Montana, and what a great guy. He loves to fiddle, and, and he's into everything. I mean, he plays the Celtic music, and he loves the Canadian polkas and waltzes and reels and clogs and absolutely everything. Well, here just a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago, uh, I, I got a chance to hang out with Frank again in uh, Nova Scotia. I was doing some concerts, and he came out to a show, and then we went to a house party afterwards at Kimberly and Skip's home's place. Kimberly and Skip, great, great musicians out there on the East Coast. And, well, I got to hear Frank play by himself there for a long piece, and we got to play some tunes together. And he inspired he inspired this tune that I wrote a few months later, and uh, this is a clog tune called Farrell's Fancy.
it's almost spooky sounding. Ferrell's Fancy. That's Jeremy Russo playing the, the, the piano on there. And uh, I'm playing the rest of the instruments. Uh, it can be found on an album called A Fiddle of This, A Fiddle of That, which was released in 2016. Uh, you can get that as CD, as a CD, or as a uh, digital download from CalvinVolraf.com. Thanks for the inspiration, Frank. You're a great player and uh, still inspiring people to this day. Hey, a big shout out to my good friend, Mike Gilmore, who is in Edmonton and his uh, company called Collector's Corner. Michael is everything fiddles, whatever you need. If you need a fiddle, if you need a bow, if you need strings, if you need a shoulder pad, if you need a chin rest, if you need to get your bow rehaired, if you need to get your fiddle fixed, whatever you need, Mike is the guy. Uh, uh, the bow that I play on, one of the bows that I have is uh, from Mike, and I just absolutely love it. And he's done some work for me as well and get lots of things from Mike. You can uh, check him out. He's still working on his website. It's coming. But you can contact him at his email address, which is M as in mother, Gilmore as in happy Gilmore, G-I-L-M-O-R-E at Shaw. S-H-A-W dot C-A. You send him an email and he'll get right back in touch with you. He won't steer you wrong. Hey, I want to also make mention about uh, our winter fiddle camp. Camp Calvin, virtual. Hey, we're doing it on the Zoom video platform. This is the second time we've done this. We did it back in July and it turned out to be just fantastic. Everybody had a great, great time and and they asked if we could maybe do one in the winter when we're all going to be uh, in our homes. Well, maybe some of you are in uh, in uh, Arizona or something where you can get out and golf. But, hey, with this COVID and pandemic situation that's going on, lots of us are locked down. So here we go. We're having Camp Calvin uh, starting on January 16th to the 19th. It's going to be wonderful. We got, uh, I'm going to be teaching fiddle. Daniel Gervais, uh, two-time uh, Canadian Grandmaster Fiddle Champion, is also going to be teaching. We have April Virch, originally from Pembroke, Ontario, now living in the United States. A great, great performer and teacher. Uh, she's going to be here teaching the fiddle. Brian Hebert from Ontario is going to be here teaching. Brian is a Canadian legend, fiddle legend. Uh, and we have Kimberly Holmes from Nova Scotia teaching piano. And Craig McGregor from Vancouver is going to be teaching guitar. Just head on over to uh, campcalvin.ca and read all about it. And there's a registration form there. And I'm not exactly sure what the price is. Uh, I, it's $130 or $140, Canadian dollars that is, uh, for four days of uh, fiddle instruction or guitar. And the thing is, you can take... All the classes, you can take the fiddle, you can take guitar, you can take piano, you can take absolutely everything you want. And then uh, uh, all the workshops, all them classes are going to be recorded and you'll be able to uh, view all those videos for the next six months or something like that. So imagine fiddle lessons and imagine music lessons for six months for $140. It's crazy, crazy, crazy cheap. But that's what we are. We're crazy, crazy, crazy. People ask, how can you do it so cheap? Well, it's high volume, low prices. Rebates, rebates, rebates. See you at Camp Calvin, January 16th. (laughs) 
Well, that's it. Episode 8 of The Story Behind the Tunes. I hope you enjoyed that. I had fun reminiscing the old tunes, telling the stories. And until next week, you all take care, stay safe, and have a happy new year. Joe DeLand. <laughs>